everyone. We are so glad that you are here in this moment and a part of what we're doing. And uh, I'm really excited. We're doing something a little bit different today. Uh, and we're going to have a conversation uh, on this topic of spiritual friendships. And, uh, you know, this is something that's always been integral to our vision of growing big people here at The Vine. Uh, we, we always say that actually our most uh, amount of profound maturity and growth happens, not just in our own individual moments with God, uh, but actually as we live out life with one another in that community. And spiritual friendships are a part of that community. It's where one or two people gather together uh, and share life at a deeper level, uh, pray for one another, love one another, walk with one another. And that's what we get to do today. That's what we're going to talk about. Uh, and we thought one of the great ways to do that would be to actually model to you a little bit of what those kind of relationships and friendships are like uh, by doing an intimate conversation with myself and Sarah O. Oh, and welcome. Welcome, Sarah. It's great to have you with us. It's great to be here. Thank you for having me. You know, we're so blessed because um, Sarah has really, over uh, a number of years now, uh, with her family, been embedded here at the Vine and, and just shared so much about uh, relationships and, and what life is like doing life together. Uh, she's been very uh, formative in our Growing Big People vision as well. And I just want to thank you so much for uh, the way that you haven't just sat in a pew on a Sunday, but you've really kind of really integrated your heart and your philosophy and spirituality into the Vine. So, so thank you. And what a pleasure to have you today. It's, it's great. It's so much nicer than sitting in my living room. Yeah, and you're not in your pajamas either. You're looking very <laughs> That's nice. Right. That's Thank great. Um, so we're talking about spiritual friendships and mm -hmm. in particular, you know, how mentoring and spiritual friendships kind of works together. Um, and uh, it might sound a little obvious, but, you know, relationships obviously sits in the center of that. Um, and I know that you've, you've thought and reflected quite a bit on what relationship mm -hmm. is. Uh, tell me a little bit about how you see relationship being integral uh, to a kind of spiritual relationship or spiritual f uh, kind of friendship environment. Right. You know, you'd think it'd be obvious, but actually sometimes it's easy to overlook the obvious thing and get busy with many, many things. And um, that's what happened in Jesus' day. You know, the Jews were really busy doing a lot of things to worship. And, and, and when asked, Jesus summed up their entire law by saying, it's really about loving God, mm -hmm. loving others as yourself. Mm -hmm. And we at the Vine also, we have so many great ways to connect, but it's really worthwhile to pause and think about the, you know, what's at the heart of those connections, which is relationship. And, you know, especially in this time of COVID, you know. Yeah, you know, this has been uh, such an interesting thing for all of us, right? COVID, how that's been a challenge to some of our relationships, yeah. um, how that's actually kind of thrown things a little bit out of the normal mix. Um, I, you and I were reflecting on this uh, the other day. Um, tell, tell me a little bit more about, you know, what COVID has done for you in terms of your relationships uh, and how that might impact us either in positive or negative ways as it comes into kind of thinking about spiritual friendships in this time. Yeah, yeah you know, before COVID, we could just, m most of us could just turn up to places and events and have really nicely organized ways of connecting. You know, you could go to work, you could go to church, you could go out to dinner with friends and just have this automatic ways of connecting without doing a lot of work. Well, COVID took so much of that away. And so on the one hand, we lost our, you know, usual ways of connecting. And then on the other hand, we all found ourselves thrown into really spending time with a few people. And then all of a sudden, we had to deal with relationships. And so, you know, one of the gifts of COVID is that it really leveled the playing field. Right. 
You know, we all experienced the same trauma. We all went into this survival mode. We all kind of felt like we lost control over our environment. And so it did give us ways to connect on a human level that we really hadn't had before. Mm -hmm. And so really, um, you know, though we had to deal with, and we still have to deal with relationships, the good, the bad, and the ugly, mm -hmm. all of it, um, but we ha now we have this tremendous opportunity to uh, show up with one another in more vulnerable and deep ways. Mm. You know, showing up means being willing to be vulnerable and be present with people in their joys and sorrows. You know, I, I think this is such an in important thing you're saying because mm -hmm. um, I think vulnerability has been something that this whole COVID season has opened to us. And not only that, but the social unrest season we were in before. You know, and, and one of the interesting things with that time was that social unrest was such a divisive time. It was like, which side are you on? And everybody was trying to work out like that kind of sort of that sort of divided a lot of families and a lot of people in society politically at the time. But COVID has sort of had the opposite effect in a, in a way, right? right? It's kind of drawn us together. Uh, it's kind of made us sort of say, look, we're all in this against this kind of disease and how do we do that? Um, but I think this idea of vulnerability is critical. Um, you know, one of the things that I'm sure many of you at home are, are sensing and feeling in this time is, is that sense of vulnerability, maybe not being around family as much as perhaps you uh, have been able to in the past, or, or there's been disruptions in family relationships during this time. And, and I think what sits at the heart of spiritual friendships is the idea of counterbalancing that disruption with love. Uh, and the thought of like, you know, these relationships are a place where we can express and experience and find love. Um, and I know that you, you've thought a lot about this in relation to Jesus and right. the ways in which Jesus, uh, both with his disciples and others, modeled this kind of spiritual friendship uh, and love in the heart of that. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about what you see in Jesus and how Jesus models this for us in our relationships? Right, yeah. You know, Jesus spent three years with his disciples. They did everything together. And on the eve of his crucifixion, near the end of his life, he wanted to have dinner with them one last time. And, um, you know, it's funny, all the ministry they did, all the traveling they did, and the teaching, John describes the relationship between these men in this way. He says that Jesus loved his disciples during his ministry on earth. Right. And now... He loved them to the end. And another version says that he showed them the full extent of his love. And of course, we know at this dinner, the way that de Jesus demonstrated his love was by taking off his robe and washing the disciples' feet. Mm. And, um, and then he told them to do the same. Um, and then as they talked and Jesus was sharing more, you know, really what was pressing on his art, this is the leave of his crucifixion, you know, and he tells them he's going away. And, the, you know, the disciples are all like, wait, where are you going? Show us the way. And Jesus does, says something really interesting. He says, you do know the way. And he said, I am the way. You know, the disciples wanted instructions. They wanted directions to follow Jesus. But Jesus actually gave them himself. And um, so in the end, you know, it, it came down to love. It came down to relationship. Mm. And of course, we know he went to the cross the next day. And when we think of the cross, you know, we think about Jesus dying. We think about how that brought us salvation. But right. actually, 
the way that John says in that really well-known verse that most of us know, for God so loved the world that he gave us salvation. Mm. No, it doesn't say that. <laughs> it says that God demonstrated his love for us. He loved the world, so he gave us his one and only son. So the cross isn't primarily about salvation. It's really about love and Jesus, uh, or Jesus giving himself and the Father giving us Jesus in love. I, th I think this is kind of a, an interesting thing to bring up that perhaps is, is something we don't reflect on a lot, uh, which is the idea that actually we have this God who offers himself, mm -hmm. like not offering a ministry or offering right. even the church. The church was a beautiful thing that came, mm -hmm. but Jesus gave us himself and still continues to give mm -hmm. of himself today. Um, how do you think Jesus was able to do that? What was it about... Now, we know Jesus was the Son of God, but, but right. what was it about Jesus that enabled him to kind of offer himself in this kind of self-sacrificial way to those that he truly loved? And what can we see in that that might encourage us as we think about doing that for one another? Yeah, you know, uh, he was able to do that because he knew who he was. Um, but, but first I want to talk about how practicing life-giving relationships with one another it really flows out of practicing life-giving relationship with Jesus. You know, in keeping the greatest commandment uh, to love God and to love others as we love ourselves, you know, the, the action is love, but that action comes from us. You know, we love God, we love others, and we love ourselves. Um, and like the rest of the law, you know, even though God tells us and requires it of us, we will fall short. Because our love is flawed. Our love will fall short. So after Jesus demonstrated his love for, for his disciples, he gave them a new commandment. And the new commandment says, uh, love one another, the same is, you know, action as love, but he said, as I have loved you, so you must love one another. So the new commandment gives us the power to obey the greatest commandment because Jesus shows us the way of love. You know, we don't have to find that love from within ourselves because that love will already be in us if we receive it from Jesus. Mm -hmm. um, so our ability to love is really rooted in Jesus. And then, like I said, he was able to do that because he knew who he was. Mm -hmm. You know, John says that before Jesus washed the disciples' feet, um, he says a, a little bit earlier in the passage that Jesus knew the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and that he was returning to God. And so he got up and he was able to wash the, the disciples' feet. You know, Jesus was able to humble himself because he knew who he was. He was rooted deeply in the Father's love for him and the relationships that, that they had together. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's really interesting. You know, Pastor Tim spoke to us last week on love uh, and love and community. Yes. And now you're kind of picking up on that same sort of idea of, of, you know, because we have received his love, we're able to love one another. Mm -hmm. And really, in many ways, spiritual friendships is this kind of sense, isn't it, uh, of actually walking in love with one another, but doing so in a way that actually sort of gives uh, ourselves to that person. Mm -hmm. And I think this is also then ironically one of the challenges of, of spiritual friendships, because right. it is about me giving myself to, to you 
you or whoever it is that I'm walking in relationship with. But you know what? It, that sounds exhausting. You know, it sounds tiring. You know, like we're already feeling it, aren't we, from this whole uh, yeah. kind of COVID situation. We're all a little bit tired and burnt out. And now you're asking us to enter into a relationship where I have to give myself to somebody else. Mm. Um, what are some of the reflections you have around that uh, for those that might be watching this right now yeah. and kind of freaking out a little bit that we're asking them to give even more of themselves in a time when they're already quite tired? Yeah, no, I agree. It can sound challenging, um, especially if we feel like we have to dig deep and find that, you know, find what we need to give away. Um, you know, let me tell you a little bit about my story. You know, I, I am an introvert naturally. And so I often feel awkward around people. And I sometimes, in relationship, I don't even know where to begin. Mm -hmm. And just like everybody else, you know, the past couple of years, I, I, I really did experience a lot of anxiety and stress. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the, the collective trauma that we experience, I really brought up for me the trauma from my childhood. And so last fall, when... Um, when I was already feeling so overwhelmed and frankly, I was really just physically exhausted. Mm -hmm. And around that time, you know, my husband Sam and I um, were wrestling with a decision to move out of Hong Kong. And it wasn't moving to go back home to where our family is. It was really to go to a new country. Right. And just that whole, that whole situation just really pushed me uh, close to burnout. Mm -hmm. And so... I reached out, you know, I knew I needed help. I reached out to professionals, but really it wasn't enough for me because I felt that I wanted someone who loved me. I wanted someone who could see me. And so I, I reached out to a really close friend that I meet with regularly. And I said, look, and this is where I'm at right now. I just laid it all out. And I said, how would you feel if we took our friendship to the next level and you know would you and would you look at, into my life and i gave her permission to speak honestly to speak truth and really in in re return i offered really more access to my heart but also that i would do the same in return for her and so you know it it's interesting i really want to make the point that even though I was seeking healing at that time, I knew it wasn't about my healing because I knew it, then I would really be tempted to make it about myself. Right, yeah, exactly. So my goal really was to go deeper into love because I knew the deeper I experienced love, that the more healing I would experience. Mm -hmm. And I also knew that the more healing I experienced, that I would be better at loving myself, loving God and loving others. I think, I think you pick up on something there that, that I see as key, uh, and that is courage. Mm. Um, you know, everything you just spoke about with your own story, and thanks for sharing your, your personal story with us today, that takes a huge amount of courage to, to say to someone, hey, we've been friends for a while, but I actually need you. I need you at a deeper level. I yeah. need you to love me. I, I need to open my and I and I want to take that courageous step to open my life towards you. Mm -hmm. That's not that's not an easy thing, but I think that is such an important catalyst to spiritual friendship. 
Um, mm. I, it, it reminds me of um, the story in Mark chapter 2, uh, and it's quite a well-known story of um, uh, Jesus returning to Capernaum, and there he is in a house doing a house meeting, and, and these friends make a hole in the roof, and they, mm. they, they kind of uh, let down their buddy who's on a stretcher down before Jesus' feet, you know. And, and when you read that story, it's such a, a beautiful picture, really, of the care and the concern that these uh, four friends on the roof have for the person on the stretcher. Uh, and Jesus looks up and sees their incredible faith. And because of that faith, he responds. Um, but what I, what I think about that story is that so, so often we actually think of ourselves as the guys on the roof. It's like, I want to be the person on the roof. Like, who? Look at, I've got this great faith that's like healing my friend, you know. When actually a lot of the times we're the person on the stretcher. Yes. Um, and, and it's the courage to say, and I think in that Bible story, you see both elements of what spiritual friendships is about. And this is one of the beautiful things about it, right? Like, let's say you and I are in a spiritual friendship relationship. There's going to be seasons where you're like you've just described. You're facing a really tough life choice, a decision. You're feeling burnout. I'm going to be the person on the roof letting you down before Jesus and speaking life over you and praying for you. But in just another month's time or so, I know I'm going to be the person on the stretcher. I'm going to need to then have you step in from where you're at. To, and, and I think it's that kind of partnership together uh, right, of being right. able to really honor each other. You're not always, spiritual friendships is not always about giving out towards mm -hmm. the other. It's also about that place of receiving. And sometimes when we're like the paralytic, when we're on the stretcher itself, uh, we desperately need, th need those people to reach out to us. And, and maybe ironically, I know that you've had your own physical kind of story recently of kind of being on the stretcher. Do you want to tell us a yeah, bit about that? Yeah, sure. <laughs> so uh, about a month ago, I had surgery on both of my feet, which you know, is I don't I don't advise it. Both at the same time. That's <laughs> yes. smart, Sarah. Nice one. <laughs> but one recovery. Okay. Um, so I, you know, literally, I still have trouble walking right now, and I need lots of help. But especially in that first week when my feet were just in so much pain, and I, I literally just had to sit all day with my feet propped up and uh, just really aware of the pain and. Um, at that time, I was thinking a lot about Jesus washing the disciples' feet. And it was just the most intimate experience. I can't even really describe it. But I experienced Jesus holding my wounded feet in his hands, like, all day long. And um, it really was life-changing for me. And, um, and I think I just realized in those days that I need, I, I don't just want to experience Jesus' love for me, I need it. I need to walk in that kind of connection with Jesus, because without him, without receiving that from him, I really couldn't do anything. And then as I continue to heal, you know, I, I, I'm still depending a, a lot on my friends and family, um, and I'm still, you know, quite frankly, I'm still healing from my burnout. Um, I've just been realizing that I need to walk. I don't just want to walk. I need to walk with others in humble, vulnerable interdependence. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's, it's kind of ironic because in this time when I can do so little for myself, I can do so little for other people, I feel like I'm learning so much about what it means to experience love and give love in return. You know, and I, I have these crutches I have to use. And, um, you know, the doctor said, even if you don't feel like you need it, 
you know, always use them when you go in public because they're like a physical, visual reminder that I'm delicate, I'm vulnerable, and, and that, you know, please be gentle around me. So it's really like wearing my vulnerability on the outside, you know, which has been a, a really a blessing. It's humbling, me. but it's a, it's a blessing to do yes. that. Well, let me pull together some of the threads, actually, of, of this time and what we've been talking about just to help us to kind of track along, I think, with uh, some of what Sarah is sharing. You know, um, we're talking about the reality that spiritual friendships are about relationship. Uh, they're about love being at the center of those relationships. Uh, we talked about how that love is given to us by God. There's a, a storehouse, a reservoir of that love that we receive in order to give. Uh, we talked about how spiritual friendships are about sac- self-sacrifice towards the other and also about courage and vulnerability. They're about us being courageous enough to say, you know what, I need help. Uh, I need some support in this time. And us also realizing that when we have those trusted relationships with others, that they're also going to be there for us in those moments where, where we need them as well. And so it's not just all about giving, but it is also about receiving. And in that sort of cooperative relationship, uh, we're able to then really give to one another uh, that kind of love and support that really the scriptures uh, speak about. Um, So we covered quite a lot of ground, I think, in terms of the theory of what spiritual friendships is and some of the important elements of that and how we see that in Jesus. What about some practical tips? What What are some ways that you would suggest we can practically maybe start some of these relationships? Perhaps some who are watching this right now, you know, they already have these relationships in their lives or maybe they don't. So what's, yeah. what's really some practical tips you'd share? Well, you know, the most important tip I can give is just to show up, you know, show up and begin. And, um, you know, we've lost so much control over many things in our life that, uh, but there are things within our control that we can begin with. So I would say begin with yourself Begin where you are, not where you're not. Don't worry about that. And begin today. Don't put it off. You know, every one of us has the power to cultivate deeper friendships instead of waiting for them to happen. So, you know, maybe you feel like you need help yourself. You know, you can begin with your friendship with Jesus. He's already passionate about having a relationship with you. He's already given himself to you. So, you know, invite him into your need. Let him come to you and let him fill your love tank. And maybe, maybe some people watching are ready to take action. You know, I would say think about how you can be the kind of friend that you want to have. And, and um, you know, for example, if you want to have more open, vulnerable sharing with your friend, think about, like, how can I, how can you cultivate that vulnerability within yourself you know, in my own life, you know, right now in this area, I'm working on admitting my mistakes. So I don't have any of those. <laughs> not you, but me. Oh, okay, you. You're talking about you. <laughs> carry on. Carry on. Yeah. So, you know, not only admitting them to myself and to other people, but letting Jesus again come into it and walk with me in it. That's something that's been really precious to me these days. So, and like me, like what I did with my friend, um, maybe you already have a friendship that you really want to take to the next level. Maybe you can have a conversation with that friend to you know, talk about what can you do? Can you meet more regularly? Can you um, share certain things that you haven't opened up until now and reserve judgment? Don't give advice. Those kinds of things. 
I think it's a great, great thought about not, not giving judgment, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think if you've got a trusted friend like that, then, right. then that's really a possibility. You can do that and know that they're going to hold that judgment back and just pray for you and love on you. So, mm-hmm. hey, you know, as we've been doing each week, uh, we also want to tell you about the toolkit uh, that is available because everything we've been talking about today, uh, we captured the essence of this in our spiritual formation toolkit. Um, again, you can go to vinechurch.live forward slash resources and you can find it there. Um, but in this particular section under spiritual friendship, that we're releasing today. Uh, there are two uh, segments. There's the action steps and going deeper. And uh, let, we just want to tell you about a couple of the things that you can use this toolkit for immediately to deepen these friendships in your life. Uh, in the action steps, there's this one called sharing your life story. And this is something actually uh, that I've made a practice with uh, some of my friends over the years. Um, and I call it the one hour walk. So what you do is you, you start in some location uh, with your friend. Uh, and then for half an hour, you walk in one direction. Doesn't matter where, but you walk forward in a direction for half an hour. And only one one person speaks during that half an hour, and that's the person sharing their life story. And they're talking about all the things that they might want to talk about, about what's happened in their lives, how they've grown and developed as a human being, and the other person's just listening. And when you get to the 30-minute mark, you turn around and you walk back to where you started, and it's the other person's time to speak. And they get to share their life story, and you get to listen. And again, it's all about practicing active listening. It's not about judging or making comment. It's just about listening. And when you get to the end of that hour, you find a coffee shop shop, you sit down, and you tell each other what you heard in their story. And trust me, I've done this a number of times, as I've said, and it's such a powerful thing to be able to get to know somebody deeper, but you'll also be amazed about what people hear in your story. And they're able often to point out things that perhaps you never would have thought of that God has been doing in your life. And they're like, hey, did you recognize that you shared this? And I was so encouraged by that. Um, So the one-hour walk, uh, can't recommend it enough. Uh, What what else is in that action steps uh, segment? Yeah, you know... um Um, We talked about being vulnerable and open and honest and that it takes courage, right? So in the toolkit, there's a link to this book called Daring Greatly by Brene Brown. And it's really uh, shares stories and and just really heartfelt stories, even uh, personal stories from the author and research about openness and vulnerability. And I can't recommend this book enough. You know, it's really important to, to learn to be vulnerable, to live lives and also to have relationships of significance. We also have a, a, a teaching series that we did at The Vine a number of years ago um, on spiritual friendships. Uh, I think it's a four or five week series. That's also linked in the Action Steps uh, segment. And if you haven't listened to those talks, there's a lot of deeper teaching as well as practical advice uh, contained in that teaching series. So that's something I definitely encourage you guys to, to check out. Mm. Yeah, and also in the action steps, there's some information about how to be a safe person for another person. And you mentioned active listening. You know, there's some some information and tips about active listening. You know, most of us uh, don't listen very well to other people. And so look at the resources to put into practice some of the things we've been talking about this morning. Yeah, and, and finally, there's a going deeper section. And the going deeper section really just highlights something that I think is so important in spiritual friendships. Not something we've been able to talk much about today, but something uh, we definitely want to encourage you to read about, and that's boundaries. Um, you know, we talked a lot about self-sacrifice and giving of yourself, but there's also the appropriate boundaries in which you do that. Uh, and sometimes you've got to create those boundaries and make sure that those boundaries are clearly communicated and to respect one another's uh, boundaries and confidentiality uh, in your spiritual friendship 
relationship. So in the going deeper section, uh, we talk a little bit more about that. Um, Sarah, it's been so great uh, to be able to spend this time together today. And uh, I know that many of you guys are watching from home. Uh, you've been welcomed into this kind of conversation. Sarah's uh, really opened up a lot about her own personal life and how she's had to journey through this. Um, we've talked about those relationships, about love, about the reality of the self-sacrifice, about the courage and vulnerability. Uh, we've shared some of those practical tips. We've pointed you forward uh, into the toolkit. Um, so our heart is really that uh, all of that has really spurred some inspiration in you. You know, that's the point of doing this Flourish uh, series here uh, at the beginning of the year. We want to inspire you uh, to really think about how you're deepening your spiritual foundations uh, in 2021 and who you are deepening those spiritual foundations with. And that's what spiritual friendships are. They're choosing a few people uh, to go deeper in your maturity with Christ, getting the support that you need uh, and the love uh, that can be encountered uh, through another human being, uh, being Christ to you uh, in some of the hardest moments of your life. So thanks, Sarah, so much again for being here. And, and I know it would be a blessing for all of us if you just uh, spend some time maybe just praying over us as a church uh, and praying into us uh, as we all seek to step out a little bit deeper in these relationships. Sure, yeah. Father, uh, Abba, we are so grateful that, uh, first of all, you love us, but you didn't love us from afar. You demonstrated your love for us. And um, you gave up to us the most precious thing to yourself, which was your son. So, Lord, um, we really just want to open ourselves to receive from you this incredible love that you have for us. And we just ask that you would, um, just every person um, in this room, but also watching, Lord, that you would just uh, pour out this love that we can feel it tangibly in our lives, Lord. Uh, we really can't do things without you, Lord. We can't be the kind of friend. We can't be the kind of spouse or mom or um, daughter or, or son that we want to be from within ourselves, Lord. We need you. And so thank you for giving yourself. We receive you. We love you. Lord, would you just unleash um, compassion and freedom in us as we receive uh, from you, Lord. Bless our relationships. Bless our families, Lord. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.